Thinking about moving to Brooklyn, New York? This is the episode for you. I've got Marcia Dufresne right beside me. Say hello, Marcia. Hey. This is Wanna Move There, the show dedicated to giving all humans the information they need to decide whether or not they wanna move somewhere outside of the area they live, or if they just wanna go on vacation somewhere, need a tour guide, need to know what to hit up when they go somewhere, this could help them out. I am your host, Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I grew up on the hill in Harrisburg, went to Mechanicsburg High School in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and went up to college at Penn Penn College of Technology in Williamsport. You guessed it, Pennsylvania, born and raised here all my life, never gonna leave. Uh, we'll never say never, but uh, probably not for a while because I got some young kids to stick around for. Uh, call me and call me if you need to buy or sell a home. You can call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. Uh, reach out to me. I want to hear from you and help you buy or sell a home. And whether you're watching live or on a replay, ask a question in the comments. Or if you know Marcia or myself, please say what's up in the comments and see say where you are uh, watching or listening from. And a reminder that all the replays are on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Google. Google Play, all the audio places, all the video places. So wherever you like to consume your content, it will be sitting waiting you for you there. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and tap the little bell so you can get notified every time I come out with a new episode um, to learn what it's like to move other places other than where you live. That's the first time I added that little subscribe note in there, Marcia, just on the fly there. So I feel like I messed it up, but whatever. So without further ado, we will bring in Marcia Dufresne, realtor in Brooklyn, New York. Say what's up again, say hi, say hello again, and uh, tell everybody the last movie you watched while I pull up your bio. All right, in true Brooklyn style, what up? I'm Marcia Dufresne out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, last movie I watched in the theaters was The Matrix Resurrection. I uh, love this series. The Cap Sam was a little disappointed, but the movie I really loved that I watched recently was The Tender Bar on Netflix. So it started in Ben Affleck, where uh, it's uh, it's based on a memoir, and it's about a young coming-of-age story um, in Boston, and of uh, this. The, it's called the tender bar because the his uncle who uncle charlie who was technically uh, ben affleck he's a bartender so it's a play on the words but it was oh it was such a good movie i would check it out i saw it netflix is kind of shoving it in my face every time i open the <laughs> app and i i noticed the play on words there so it's good you should watch, you watch it well, it, was, it was good I, I really liked it what is it r pg-13 I don't pay attention. My boys are older now. I don't pay attention. To <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You just turn whatever on. I got to check it, make sure who's around. Uh, maybe there was. Yeah, check it. <laughs> <laughs> all good and then the matrix you said it didn't quite live up to the originals i would i also saw it and i would mm -hmm. agree um why was that the case for you okay so matrix you want to see something new i felt they they gave us a lot of what we've seen before. I don't think I've seen anything new. And they kind of, I don't know, I think they kind of make Neo look like a old doofus. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was, a, it was way too many callbacks, way too much very contrived and trying to play to like me and the people that used to like it. Just make a new cool movie. You don't have to maybe have yes. him in it. I didn't even expect him to be in it, quite frankly. I didn't even mm -hmm. see any trailers or anything. I just kind of yeah, went to see either. it on a whim. I wanted to be totally surprised. So I didn't look at anything. Yeah, but I was disappointed. Like, give us something new. I mean, when we saw the first one with Trinity run up that wall, we were all blown away. <laughs> yeah, when the effects were brand new and they were the first to do it, it was it was nuts. So, mm -hmm. and it, I think it was out in 3D. I didn't see it in 3D. Did you see it in no, 3D? No, no, regular. 
No, but you know what? They weren't even playing it in the 3D theater where I went. Spider-Man is out at the same time, so Spider-Man got the top the top theaters where we are here in Brooklyn. So what is the, is there a particular theater that you go to in Brooklyn to see a movie? Oh, man, yes. Yeah. So, uh, well, as of uh, last week, it closed. It's been here for years. So um, the Regal, for you guys who don't know, the UA on Regal and UA on Court Street, the Regal closed, gone. That's that's the biggest theater here that we go to. The other theaters we have, it's like at City Point, or there are a couple of them now that are the dine-in theaters. But I mean, that was one of the other ones. There's another theater on Court Street, the, the Cobble Hill Theater. It's a little smaller, regular. I'm not sure if they moved to dine-in as yet. But yeah, that, that, that theater was the major theater. I'm hoping another theater buys it and opens there, but it'll be a huge loss for our community. Huh, yeah, so... So the dining theaters, they have like big lounge chairs or the, is it bar seating or what's that? Of, what are those places like? Them, no, well, some of them have lounge chairs, but some of them you just have like a little table here on the side and you order drinks and food. So you have alcohol, which I think is kind of distracting because if I'm eating, I'm not paying attention. I can miss something. <laughs> right, right. A nice popcorn that you don't have to pay attention to. Yeah. You can just grab and shove in your mouth is good. But more than but that, it might be. Burgers, they're serving, you know, entrees. <laughs> huh, good date, I guess. But and so the regular theaters, do you have those big lounge ones? Like around here, a couple of the places, the newer places have the big lounge chairs that go back and forth. It's super wide. Even if there's somebody beside you, you're you're not fighting over the armrest or anything. If you are a couple, the armrest goes up to make a love seat too. So I only will only go to the theater that has those here. Do you have those there or not? Okay, so we have we have a, a large one like that. I'm sorry, I kind of lost my um for my computer we have a large one like that in manhattan and they kind of make it a little cozy in brooklyn as well but um not that cozy and how much do movies cost in, in well, new york yeah, yeah what are they 17 dollars 17 18 dollars per person now maybe 16 something it's expensive yeah for movies, especially if you're going with your kids yeah, totally. You go. I usually go by myself. I'll treat myself to a afternoon matinee. I usually like seeing Star Wars in 3D. That's my jam. And then you get so the movie's not bad. It's seven or eight bucks. So it's maybe double there. But then you put in the the popcorn, and I gotta treat myself while I'm there. That's part of the whole experience, and it ends up being thirty dollars instead of eight bucks. So actually, I have now uh, a hack. I'll take a little. A fanny pack, basically, but I, a man, a little man pack, so I can take my own snacks in and save on a little bit of that because I like to go yeah. to the movies. But I all right, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and or I mean, I'm divorced now, and I've said that before, so I can't uh, use my wife's purse as the way to get things in there. Which I mean, women, you already have something there. I gotta come up with some thing that's acceptable for me to carry in as a dude. <laughs> I was carrying knapsacks all the time. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm going to pull up your bio and tell everybody a little bit more about you. You grew up in Guyana in South America. You came here as a teen and lived in the Bronx. What was that like in the Bronx? So what's the difference between the Bronx and Brooklyn? Because I feel like a lot of people might mix those up or think they're the same thing or something that are from somewhere else. Uh, well, I mean, the, the culture in the Bronx and Brooklyn is different. When I grew up in the Bronx, I grew up in the Bronx in the 80s. So you had the rap culture coming up. And every borough was battling, you know, we're, we were the boogie down Bronx. So, you know, you're do or die bed style, which <laughs> I don't want to do or die, but I like that style. <laughs> but is I, that, I, that's I, Rosie Perez and, and Jenny. Uh, are they, they're from the uh, Bronx, right? 
Yeah, Rosie, yeah, the Jap, they're both from the Bronx. Jennifer well, I mean, Lopez. It's a different culture, it's a different feel. In the Bronx, there are a lot of um, different parts of the Bronx. You have your high rises and then you have your homes further out, but it's mostly a lot of large buildings. Whereas Brooklyn, you have your cool little brownstone areas, you have Prospect Park, you know, but the Bronx has um, Yankee Stadium. So. Maybe and still Yankee Stadium, they haven't moved it or built a new one or anything? They built a new one literally like across the street. <laughs> <laughs> but is the old one still there or did they implode it? I'm not sure. I should know, but I don't. I'm not a big sports fan, sorry. <laughs> if they do implode it, you got to go watch that. I watched one they uh, office building, they imploded here and it was pretty cool. And I got it on, on video and my daughter loves watching it it was pretty cool but you got to run mm -hmm. they tell you there's a black like the the plume of smoke's gonna come it will come and you will run it's pretty crazy no, um, so I, was, you I was around the world trade center 9 11 so i will not be going where any plume of smoke will be oh <laughs> yeah, yeah i can see what any buildings falling so don't say that to any new yorkers about going to watch buildings falling yeah. This is it's true. Cool. This is true. Sorry. Want to be reminded. <laughs> my apologies to, yeah, never forget. Isn't that, and I forgot. So yeah, my apologies out there for all the New Yorkers. That was a little bit insensitive, but you get my drift. <laughs> so you grew up in the Bronx and you went to the high school of the performing arts, uh, where the movie fame was filmed as a, as a dance major. So you were a dance major there and the show or the movie fame, was it a show too? Uh, it was a it was a show. I don't know if the, where the show was filmed, but yeah, um, I was there. They had filmed the movie there. I was actually one of the last occupants of the high school performing arts because they merged us with uh, uh, LaGuardia. They merged us with the high school of music and art into the Friarello H. LaGuardia High School of Music and the Performing Arts. That's now up by Lincoln Center. So all, both both schools spent two years in our respective hallway. No, Schools and then we merged into LaGuardia. So we were the first occupants of LaGuardia. Huh. And do you have to be a resident of somewhere around there to go to those schools or do people move there to go to those schools? Are they sought after places? Can people from other places go to those schools? What's the deal? Um, I think I, I, it's a New York City high school. So I'm assuming you need to be a New York City resident, but it's by audition. So you audition to get in and I give you a little dance routine or music or violin or, or a little monologue, whatever your talent is. And then uh, you make it or you don't. Gotcha. And there's only a certain number. So it's part of the, the school system and you just have to apply to go there if you want to do something with the arts. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. So did you make it? Do you, you do it as a freshman? Yeah. What if you didn't make it as a freshman? Can you try it your junior, uh, senior year? I think there were maybe a few spots open sophomore year, but I don't think they'd like to get you in after that because we're really disciplined about you following the structure or being ready. So. And what kind of dance did you do? I did back then. It was called modern dance. Now they call it contemporary. But we were based in um, the Graham School, the Martha Graham technique. Uh, but we were even if you're a modern major, you still took ballet. And um, after school, I was actually part of the Bronx Dance Theater for a while. So I'd go to school, then go to dance class for three or four hours, then go home, homework, and and so from the Bronx, we took the subway into Manhattan because it was in the middle of Times Square. We were on 43rd Street <laughs> near wow. Times Square back in the 80s. So if you could only imagine what was happening <laughs> around our school area at that time. That was, was that back when it was bad, quote unquote? Or oh, absolutely. They... Yeah. CD is the word you're looking for. 
Yes, yes, there you go, CED. And then you you also went to a uh, university in Manhattan at Pace. Did you do dance there? Do they have dance no, uh, no, just, things I, in places like that? I mean, they had dance. I think uh, they have they have dance. Pace is a business school. They have the fashion club, actually. The fashion club is where I met my ex-husband. But um, <laughs> that's another story. Uh, I went to, so I went to Pace downtown and I actually lived on campus. So I went from the Bronx to downtown manhattan that's when the seaport was the old seaport but when it didn't get washed away by sandy and the seaport was our backdrop all of the clubs in the city was our hangouts and back then you know the drinking age was still 18 so we were in all of the clubs you know on the weekends and hanging out so it was actually it was it was good and from from um Downtown Manhattan, that's when I moved to Brooklyn. So I had my first apartment with one of my roommates, one of my friends from college, and I ended up staying. Awesome. You loved it so much. You couldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> you said you studied business management at college, um, and your favorite color is red, which I told you is also mine. Um, <laughs> if you had to pick a second favorite one, I told you I'm making everybody that says blue. You did not. Thankfully, you did not say blue, but I'm making everybody that says blue to give me a second one. So why not ask you what your second runner up black. would be? So black. You get a lot of black, black and red. Okay. Do you wear a lot of black? I wear a lot of black, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have red on right now, right? Is that red or is that orange? It is red. <laughs> nice, bright red, which I like. It stands out. People notice it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and your favorite food is flan, which is the bomb. Um, tell everybody what flan is if they don't know. And I will tell everybody. Uh, have you ever seen, uh, what's that movie called? Envy with Jack Black and Ben Stiller? Probably not. No. It's oh. it's a movie. The one Jack Black invents Vapu Rise, which is a, a spray that makes dog poop just disappear oh or any yes. poop just yes. disappear. You saw that. I, and I when they that. got rich, all they <laughs> ate every night, they had flan for dessert every night. And I, and I like flan too. So tell everybody what flan is. Well, flan, if you custard or pudding, if you know what pudding is, you know your Jello pudding that you get from the store. Flan is kind of like a pudding, but it it has a sugar crust on the top because it's flambéed you know they 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 flame it basically well you know now i'm thinking about creme brulee i'm getting my my flans mixed up creme brulee used to be my favorite now i was trying to sneak in no so flan is not flambé at the top it's so now a good flan if you get a good flan like up in the bronx flan it's bitter now that's a good flan if your flan is not slightly bitter then you don't have an authentic flan not for the puerto rican flan that we got you know, up in the Bronx. So that's where I got hooked on my flan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and actually I was confusing it <laughs> with the, uh, with the, the sugar on the top too. Uh -oh. Yeah, totally. And I even know, all right. Yes. But I have had it. I've had it without that too, but I'm glad I asked you to, because I was myself <laughs> envisioning the wrong thing. So do you have pets? No pets. Have you ever had pets? Uh, cats growing up, but, um, yeah, my son's allergic to dogs and stuff. So no, no pets right now. And not, are there big yards where you live? Um, so depending if you have a brownstone, you can have a yard that's like 60 feet because most of our brownstones are lots that are the average brownstone is like 20 by a hundred. And then your house is only maybe 20 by 40 or 45. So the rest of that is backyard space. Gotcha. So you could have a yard, at least enough for something to go to the bathroom and run True. around a little bit. But most people with pets that need walking go for walks a lot. Probably. Oh my God. Everyone has a pet in New York. Yes. But in Brooklyn, 
yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you're you're dodging um, poop stains on the sidewalk, but everyone has a pet. Everyone has a dog. Everyone and most most buildings allow them. I mean, unless you're going for a co-op, they don't like those dogs that are over 25 pounds. But yeah, a lot of people have dogs in the city. You'd be you would think that they wouldn't, but nope. Lots of apartment dogs, <laughs> city huh. dogs. Great market for vaporize. Whoever invents the actual vaporize, <laughs> Brooklyn, waiting for you to go conquer yeah, the market please, there. Please it, please. <laughs> we have goose poop here. If you so you can't. There's this nice riverfront uh, running path, which is still nice, and I do it, or I, I rollerblade on it because I can't run anymore. Mm -hmm. But you can't. Most of the time, the geese, there's poop just everywhere, all over the place. Um, so I never take the kids there because I'm smart enough to avoid it or whatever, but they just walk all over it, walk right through it. It's, it's pretty disgusting. So wow. I feel you on that. Um, and you have two kids, uh, two boys, 18-year-old freshman in college and a 16-year-old junior in high school. Where does the 18-year-old go? Uh, he goes to Fordham University in the Manhattan campus. So there's a campus in Fordham in the Bronx, actually, a very large campus, beautiful campus. And um, there's a campus at Lincoln Center in Manhattan. That's where he's at. And his school is literally two blocks away from LaGuardia, my high school. Huh. And then <laughs> is that where the 16-year-old goes? Did he follow no, in your footsteps? No, no. He goes here in Brooklyn. He goes to um, a charter school that's, um, they have an IB program, the International Baccalaureate Program. So he, he's part of that program at his high school. Nice. And then your 18 year old, does he commute or does, is that a thing? Do people usually oh, commute? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Most people who live in the city are commuting. Well, I didn't, but <laughs> most people who are living in the city are commuting to college. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? The, the cost savings would be a lot, I would yes. think. Yeah. I'm sure he would like to, but. <laughs> he would like, you know, I mean, if we're able to treat him to it, maybe his junior year. I think it's an experience that I really would like him to have it. So if we're able to do that for him, I'd like to. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And you're still close enough. He would still be home like every day to grab some food and get takeout. Well, well no, it's about, I mean, door to door, it's about 45 minutes on the train. Okay. And does everybody use the train? We'll talk about it more a little bit, but he uses the train to commute back and forth uh, to college. Yeah. college? Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, your hobbies are binge watching shows and dancing around the house. So let's talk about the binge watching the shows first. What's the last show you lost? I think the, what'd you say? Bartender, the tender bar was the last movie you watched on Netflix, but what was the last show you binged? Okay, so we have to talk about uh, Dexter. Have you ever watched Dexter? Uh, I hesitate to say that I sometimes feel a little bit like Dexter, like I'm pretending to be the way a human should be. <laughs> so you're familiar, right? So they did yes. the Dexter reboot, you know, when they ended the last time he was off somewhere in the Canadian woods being a lumberjack or something, we assume. They bring him back for one season. And then I, I mean, if you love Dexter, you must watch it. But and I won't talk about anything about the ending. But yeah, Dexter is one of the series I just finished up. Yeah. So it's back. They just did a new see a new uh, yeah, season. It's called Dexter New Blood, and it ten episodes recently finished up. And if you're a fan, I would say absolutely watch it. Um, we're clearly hoping for more, but who knows? They're saying Showtime has not agreed to do more. At least that's what the producer is saying, the creator. But who knows? Maybe they will. And I'm actually enjoying the Sex and the City reboot. So lots of reboots. Huh. 
So are those on Showtime and, uh, and what's the other one? It's HBO Max? HBO Max and then um, Dexter's on Showtime. And for my Ray Donovan fans, we just had a Ray Donovan movie to wrap up the series. So that was kind of cool. You know, instead of them bringing back the series and giving us some BS for how many episodes, they did a movie and I think they wrapped it up nicely. So my Ray yeah, Donovan fans, awesome. that, that dropped last week. <laughs> so I, what's Ray Donovan? Is that Showtime? That's Showtime. Right out of the showtime as well. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I don't have, I got all the streaming things and I'm about, I've almost caved and gotten HBO Max because there was a while there that I like watched everything. Mm -hmm. um, but now I think enough has built up that I could get it and I'll have enough series that I haven't watched for a while that I could binge and have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Cause then Netflix kind of seeing everything I like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, I think all right, cool. <laughs> Uh, and then dancing around the house, are these doing like TikToks or you oh, just like no, to dance no. with no I, music I, playing or what's I the, what do you do there? No, I still love to dance. I love music. I love it. My mom exposes to different types of music growing up. So, I mean, I love music and coming from Guyana, we're technically Caribbean, but we're also, Guyana is a country mixed with, you know, black and Indians and indigenous people, but East Indians from India. So I'm a mix. I'm black and East Indian and we're technically considered Caribbean. So that's my culture. So I love my Caribbean music. I love my Bollywood music. I love every type of music. So since I, I dancing is still in my heart because I'm still a dancer at heart. So one of my favorite things to do is just put on some music and dance. I haven't gotten in front of the camera yet, but you may see me doing some TikTok dances soon to some real estate stuff. Who knows? <laughs> There you go. Do it on TikTok where nobody really sees it, or at least if you don't want them to see it, they they might not see it. But then, but then but throw it on Facebook and all the other places. TikTok to go viral, like I would like to go viral. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You're right. <laughs> totally. Uh, all right, and I'm gonna bring up the map now, and we can start talking about. Well, actually, while I find my map here, tell everybody how you got into real estate, um, what you did from like college to now, real quick. All right. So real quick. Out of college, I uh, actually got into um, cash management, which if you have a bank account and you do anything with your bank account, that's cash management. But I did it for co companies. So every single company in America has hundreds of accounts. I actually worked for, um, interesting story. So I worked for Viacom um, in the cash management department. And one of my responsibilities back when Mike Tyson would fight, we would get a letter of credit for Don King. And I had to make sure that Don King got his money on Monday morning so Mike didn't beat his whatever if he didn't get his money. So that was one of the cool things I did as a cash manager starting out. And then I, I managed <laughs> the bank accounts like American Express for like 12 years. And then I actually, but on the flip side, I recently worked for JP Morgan, uh, managing a team who implemented all those same services that I utilized back at American Express. I'm technically a certified uh, a CTP, certified treasury professional. Um, I kind of got burnt out after a while and took some time off. And this is where real estate really came in and was a savior for me because my ex-husband and I, one of our first homes we purchased was in um, technically the Gowanus area, but it's like half a block from the border of Park Slope. So we bought a four family. People would have ran out of it, bought it really cheap, got renovated it, um, bought our second building like three or four years later. And so I was um, a landlord, um, did the whole gut renovation thing, um, rented out. And then when I wanted to get out of corporate America, I actually sold my home. And I, the sale of that home allowed me to take some time off, be at home with the kids. So, when, and I mean, that home allowed us to get our second home, live a wonderful lifestyle. So I think 
not realizing that real estate played such a big part in my life when it was time for me to go back. You know, okay, I need to get back out to work. I wasn't even thinking real estate was a skill. So I'm trying to think like, what can I do? Like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And finally, you know, I have a girlfriend, Mildred, who's an excellent real estate agent down, down in Florida. So I was talking to Mildred. And I'm like, you know what? I should just get my license. I decided in March, I had my license by April, and I started uh, initially with Corcoran in July of 2019. So I came in right before everything. Sold my first um, townhouse by the end of 2019, and here comes, you know, COVID in March. <laughs> <laughs> That's <20> great, though. <laughs> So your first experience in real estate was as a landlord, and I'm surprised some people get a sour taste in their mouth with that, and they run for the hills for anything having to do with real estate. But you had a good experience. It sounds like you made a little bit of money on that first investment, which you can get by doing that sweat equity, like you said. Um, and then I could, I could relate too. If, you, if you're out of the workforce for a while, um, and then you try to go get a job. There was years ago, I've been doing this a while, and there were years ago when I tried to look for a real job, and... <laughs> Nobody, my, these skills don't translate to anything mm -hmm. else. There's, I can't make as much money anywhere else, yada, yada, nor have the freedom or anything. It, it took a little yeah. bit of looking around to decide that, I, actually, this is pretty good. Um, so, and that was a while ago also, but I can feel you on that. Uh, all right, so now you're selling real estate in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm going to bring up the map now, and you can see that, right? Uh, yes, I can. All right. So Brooklyn, New York, and I always like to zoom out so that anybody on the planet or the globe or out in outer space, whoever's watching this, can see where Brooklyn, New York is. So here's our globe here, and it's on the eastern side of the U.S. all the way pretty much, I mean, it is on the coast almost directly. Is there any, uh, so the, it does front to water. So you are on the eastern coast, yeah. Well, if you're actually um, looking Brooklyn, Brooklyn's a peninsula. We are surrounded by water on three sides. No one thinks about that. Yeah, totally. You can see it right there. I never knew we that. We have the Atlantic I... Ocean. We have the um, the East River, which goes into the the Narrows, which is borders the Veranzano Bridge, then around to like Jamaica Bay on the other side. So we do have beaches. We have uh, Manhattan Beach. Um, we have Coney Island. We have Brighton Beach, and we have Manhattan Beach. So we have three beaches. And yeah, no, well, well, I was about to say the beach in the Bronx because I'm still a Bronx girl in there somewhere. In Brooklyn, we have the three beaches in Brooklyn. <laughs> awesome. And I'm definitely going to ask you more about that. I want to know what you do because I know it's colder up here. So you might not be doing the same things, but maybe in the hot place times you are. Uh, but everybody can see that Brooklyn is right there next to Manhattan. And you can see the Statue of Liberty is right there. So probably a lot of places in Brooklyn you can see that visually uh, Manhattan can. and the skyline and everything and this is funny um, Google didn't give me the temperature and weather currently right there so I'm assuming maybe it's because it thinks it's the same as where I am I don't know yeah. so what's the current temperature and uh, weather there right now uh, what are we currently I, I, I haven't looked today I know yesterday we were in the 30s here um, it's been cold this week. I think we start off the week in the low 30s. We kind of hit 45 one day, and I think today it seems really cold. I haven't checked. But our temperature normally, um, winter will go down to the teens as the lowest. We never get really below zero, but we'll get in the teens. Um, and then summertime, we're about 90, some higher than 90 on certain days. So summer is hot, winters are cold. And we have all <laughs> yeah. four seasons. 
that's what I figured. It was probably similar to now. I think we're a little bit colder today than you, but I, I figured you're probably right around the same climate, same temperature as we are here. So 30-ish degrees freezing, which is what it should be in January in the northeast of the U.S. And then I'm going to read the quick facts here, the little Google blurb about Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn is a borough of New York City, coextensive with Kings County in the U.S. state of New York. Kings County is the most populous county in New York. York State as well as the second most densely populated county in the United States. It also uh, it is also New York City's most populous borough with 2,736,074 uh, residents in 2020. That's very specific. They could have rounded that off, but you got like 2.7 well, we million census, people. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but there's there's got to be a margin of error there, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it is very densely populated, which we all know. New York City and, and the surrounding mm -hmm. areas is the most densely populated area around. Um, and so tell us a little bit about what it's like there um, as far as the landscape goes. Is it pretty flat? Is it hilly? I'm guessing because you're pretty much on the ocean. It's kind of flat everywhere. Oh, well, I mean, it's flat. We do have our coastal flood zones, which is closer to the ocean coming in. But um, Park Slope actually is on a slope because it goes up to the park. So, it's, I mean, it's mostly flat. You have some, you know, higher areas as you get further away from the water, the areas are higher. But um, I wouldn't call ours, us, our, us hilly except for our buildings. Our buildings give us our landscape. <laughs> And as far as like trees and vegetation and what visually what stuff looks like, it's oak trees and pine trees and the typical kind of northeastern stuff that we well, would have in Pennsylvania trees. or anywhere. We have a lot of pine trees. We have oaks. We have um, actually I was looking it up. Prospect Park have a hundred, over 109 species of, of trees. So I think if you're looking for any type of tree, you could probably hit it in Prospect Park. <laughs> nice. You had a very good answer for that one. Usually my uh, tree question doesn't get much. People know if it's palm trees or not palm trees. <laughs> they don't know much else. So yeah, that's cool. And then anything else to... <laughs> What's that? I do my research. I, pre I prepare. <laughs> <laughs> and then in that park, are there like hiking trails or anything? If you wanted uh, yeah. to go on a tray, a walk with shade. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I guess you could get there's that on the some. roads too. No, there's some, there's some, there's a shaded area. There's a, there is a trail that goes up that my son loves to go walk on. And I, I just, I'm like petrified that he's walking in the, I'm like, don't go into the woods. And I'm one of those parents that looks at him on the map. You're not in the clearing. And he's like, oh my God, can you stop? And this is my 16 year old. So yeah, I'm a little paranoid. But no, there's trails, but mostly Prospect Park. Uh, they have a really good um, biking and running track that goes around the park and it's about a little over three miles and there's a section there that is a steep hill i remember back in the day i used to rollerblade <laughs> in the park when i was much younger and so there's a steep hill going down there's a steep hill going up going up that hill was a killer but you had to really try to apply your brakes going down even if you're biking so we have one side is for bikes because they they zoom and then you have one side for people who are walking and running but yeah, so everyone at any time of the day, you can find someone running or biking in Prospect Park. And then there's a meadow area uh, where people lay out. There's also the pavilion where they have shows. Like in the summer, they have concerts and they have different artists performing. Sounds awesome. I think, I think you should get the I think you should get the rollerblades out again someday. Oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> see i wouldn't be able to walk whereas now don't think you could do his rollerblade i would be able to walk after i used a rollerblade 
<laughs> maybe a bike. Maybe you could good stretch and do the bike. Maybe I could do a bike. <laughs> and speaking of bikes, we have city bikes, what they call city bikes now. Practically every or three or four blocks, there's a city bike. So they're bikes where they're electronically snapped in. You can get an app and you can become part of the program. So you could pick up a bike on one end of Prospect Park. You can literally ride it all the way down to Brooklyn Heights by the water and you park it at another city bike spot. They don't come with helmets, but they come with a little basket. If you're doing some groceries on your way home and you feel like you just want to grab a city bike and you brought your helmet, hopefully you're bringing your helmet. But <laughs> Yeah, there's, they seem to be having those things. Every, and a lot of big cities now have the bikes and some have the little scooters, the motorized scooters. Those are super fun. Those would be if fun. Anybody... I don't think we allow those here. I wouldn't think so. It'd probably be dangerous in a place like that. But if anybody runs into those things, those will make your whole vacation. <laughs> just you get what well, I get one the whole time and just get around like that if I can mm -hmm. do that where I am. Um, so what's the weather if you're going to rent a bike or something? How many days a year could you be riding said bike around? Or if you um, a lot of people probably live and walk places. Um, are you doing it in the rain a lot or is it sunny a lot or what's the I, weather I'm like? There. There's some bikers who know. So we, I mean, our rain comes in the typical season, which is spring. And we do get a lot of rain in the spring. So, um, so spring, you could absolutely be riding. I think there are probably some diehards who, are, unless there's snow on the ground, they're riding. Um, but pretty much all year round, except, except when there's snow, or except when, unfortunately, we get hit by some of the hurricanes as well. So unless we have some hurricane weather or some rainstorms, people are out. And, and you get snow there? Delivery people, or our poor delivery people. Like we're big, or we order out a lot. So the delivery guys, the coolest thing is their handlebars is a glove. Like, you know, you think about an oven mitt. So their handlebar is like an oven mitt. So they literally stick their hands into the oven mitt to drive around because they're delivering in all weathers. And they have mopeds. And some people complain they're on the sidewalk. But for those of us who like to order and get our food, we're like happy our food is delivered. <laughs> that's fun and i know the things you're talking about they sell them for like mountain biking and stuff too i mm -hmm. i just wear really good gloves but that would probably be even better especially if you're going fast on a moped or something that would be almost a must and then do you you get snow they're out in the snow delivering yeah. things on the mopeds oh, oh they're yes they're out in the snow and then they probably use their bikes more than the mopeds but no they're out in the snow too and, and then do they plow <laughs> Is your, all your infrastructure good for getting rid of the snow when it comes? I'm sure you're up here where you get it enough that they have salt trucks and plows and whatnot. Yeah, the city is really good uh, good with that. I think a couple of years ago, uh, one of our mayors got caught out there because he wasn't prepared for the snow. Of course, he caught hell for that. But no, we're usually good at preparing for snow and clearing the streets. I mean, they, they get to most of the major streets pretty quickly. And it looks here, I'm on uh, bestplaces.net, and it says that the snowfall is 24.9 inches uh, average per year, and the United States is 27.8, so just like a couple inches less than the average in the U.S. Precipitation, mm -hmm. it's sunny uh, 226 days of the year, so that's more than central Pennsylvania. We're almost exactly half, um, so you're doing better than us. Mm -hmm. And it says the average uh, high, it's highest in July, the average is about 85 degrees, which is the exact same as the U.S. average, and the uh, average low in January is around 26.5. So right now, that's probably what you said. It's a little bit higher than that, but still around that, and that's what we are here, so pretty normal um, if you're comparing it to central Pennsylvania. Um, 
And then anything else about the weather? Do you get sleet and, and freezing rain? We seem to, as things we get, we, we get less time. snow now and more freezing rain and sleet, which is almost worse. And they cancel things mm -hmm. willy nilly for that more than snow even. Oh, well, I mean, since we're mostly, I guess we're going to how we move around, but most people are walking or taking the bus or the subway. It is hard to shut the city down. There's not much that's happening where we're shutting schools. Schools are the last things to close. I mean, you kind of wish your kids would get a snow day. It, my kid hasn't had a, they haven't had a snow day in years. Well, I mean, they were home last year. But before that, we didn't have, I can't remember the last time we had a snow day. Yeah, I guess uh, the only reason most of the schools around here now, I think nobody's coming from some way, some place way out in the sticks with a uh, half a mile long driveway where they can't get out, and the school bus drivers has to come from far away to do things. Um, almost every school district here probably has at least a couple people that that applies to, and then they've got to cancel everything because we can't have those people dying trying to get here or whatever. So it makes sense that you would just, yeah, you better get your boots on and get out to school. And we all have our boots. They have their boots, you have your hooded coat, you have your gloves, you're ready to go. Nice. And then what about commuting? So we talked about a little bit, obviously, when you commute to the city, you're usually not using your own car. Do people own cars and they just store they them do. somewhere? Or what's well, what do you do as far as a car not having a car? About 40% of the people in Brooklyn own cars. So, and the streets, you can, it's evidenced by if you walk down any block in Brooklyn, there's not a single parking spot available. And a lot of the new buildings that are being built, they're being built with parking spaces. I think there was a requirement that if you're over a certain number of units in the city, you have to provide parking. But still, it's not parking for everyone. So you do have about 40% of people who have cars. And I think about the same amount of people work in Brooklyn or they're, they're commuting. And if you're commuting to Manhattan or even within Brooklyn, we have a very extensive bus a transit system, which is bus and subway. It's 275 per ride each way right now. Um, so most people are driving and then Uber, Ubers are big in New York. And if you're trying to get into the city, depending on where you are, you're either 15, if you're around in Brooklyn Heights, 15 minutes into the city, if you're on Park Slope, you're probably about 25 minutes, like the touch the bottom of Manhattan, 25, 30 minutes or 45 minutes to an hour to get into Manhattan, which we call the city. So I know it may sound weird. Like if you're on the outer boroughs, everyone calls Manhattan the city. <laughs> It makes sense. It's more than the city than where you are. You might be more than the city than where we are, but yeah, that's more city than where you are. Um, and then what about the trains? Is that something you have to get like a monthly pass or a membership or you buy tokens or you is it, can, do they oh, use tokens anymore? Or? We used to, we used to use tokens, but now we're actually to the point where you can, um, there's an electronic thing where you can use um, your Apple pay or something to pay per ride. Or you could buy an old-fashioned Metro card and you could buy a single-use card. Like for one day, you could put as much money as you want on the card. You could buy a weekly pass or a monthly 30-day pass. Huh. And do you get any break for buying a bunch at a time or it's the same no matter cents. what? So I think maybe 50 cents or something. But then but then your card has a weird value on it. So most people just refill their current card until they – I don't know if you ever use up the weird little – sense that you get i mean they should just give you one free ride instead of giving you 50 cents or something because it's ridiculous <laughs> so what is an instance for somebody to use a car so it's at 40 percent of people own one that might even be going down with uber getting more and toro and being able to like even if you want to drive a car you could get another car to even drive if you wanted to mm -hmm. so how would when you do want to drive somewhere what would be a situation where you would say all right i gotta drive to this place 
If you're a homeowner, going away from the city. No, no, within the city. A lot of people drive around the city. If you're a homeowner, you're going to Home Depot. Or if you're going to one of the big box stores like Costco, you do a big grocery run. I mean, I used to drive um, just to get groceries because it's easier to drive. And I mean, there's so much parking. I mean, there's a lot of uh, metered parking too, like in the busy areas. So if you're trying to just go do something quickly, or if you're going to like we have the Atlantic Mall, if you go there's parking underneath there. So most people drive around Brooklyn to do things, visit family. If you're visiting family, you're doing that. And of course, if you're going to the beaches or, I mean, I think a lot of the driving people do is within the borough. So I don't think people have cars because they're traveling outside mostly. I mean, as some people clearly who commute for work, they do, but people just have it for luxury. I mean, leisure. Sure. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. leisure item. <laughs> and then what about tolls? Obviously you're not driving any vast distances like the PA turnpike for three hours east to west but or something, bridges. but yeah, bridges, you pay tolls on bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the, and tunnels. So we have the battery, the Brooklyn battery tunnel that collect connects Brooklyn to Manhattan and lower Manhattan. Uh, Brooklyn bridge is free to Manhattan bridge is free. The Varanzano bridge. And that's the way you get out into New Jersey by going through um, Staten Island. So the Verrazano Bridge connects Brooklyn to Staten Island, and then that, you know Staten Island connects you to the Turnpike. Um, I forgot how much it is right now. I haven't driven over the bridges in a long time, but you pay for the. And then we have the Triborough Bridge. The Triborough Bridge is at the top, which connects Brooklyn to the Bronx and Manhattan. Hence the Triboroughs. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and then, do you are you tossing quarters in these things, or is it Easy Pass or something? Easy Pass now. And for those who don't have Easy Pass, they scan your license and then um, they bill you. So do you? You don't even have to have the Easy Pass. You just drive through it no, and they bill you, and you just have to sign up for an account or whatever. Well, no, no, you could pay it. You could pay it directly without having an account, but they're quick to, you know, either. I mean. I think suspend your license and stuff like that, or send you stuff in the mail if you take too long to pay your tolls. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. These days you don't even, I didn't know why they don't, why don't they just make cars with like it built into it somehow and you put your credit card I mean, number some into the car. I mean, some people for whatever reason can't afford to like keep a credit card on, because I mean, our city is very diverse. We have our economic structure is very diverse as well. I mean, you have a lot of rich people, you have people who are, you know, getting by. So there are a lot of reasons why people can't have a metro car. I mean, an easy pass. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. They need to pay with cash or check or, yep, or exactly. whatever the case is. Yeah, totally. And then what are the major industries and employers? Seems like a dumb thing to ask when we're talking about no, where you no, are. But um, <laughs> what are what are the major ones? Uh, entertainment, tech, obviously, is one, right? Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I think one of the major things is, you know, our services industry, restaurants, um, supermarkets, um, hotels. But um, we actually have a huge tech sector that's down in Dumbo. Actually, Etsy has their headquarters here, like Vice Media. There's a company called Amplify. We have the Brooklyn Navy Yard, which is um, a lot of um, textile and manufacturing. So there's a lot of clothing manufacturers, jewelry manufacturers, metallic and manufacturers, and it also houses um, Starter Studios, which is one of the, I think, the 20 acres and seven studios. But I say outside of Hollywood, it's one of the larger um, movie studios in the U.S. Uh, in addition, uh, Metro Tech Center in downtown Brooklyn, uh, J.P. Morgan has one of their headquarters there. Um, we have a lot of banks and our hospitals. Um, we have like at least five or six hospitals. So I think the medical industry is big here. 
So I think you can find basically, I mean, anything in Brooklyn. So all those things you just mentioned are actually in Brooklyn, not in like Brooklyn. surrounding or in, in Manhattan Brooklyn. or something. Those are all actually in Brooklyn based their offices yep. there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a huge place. Two point, what does it say? 2.7 million people there. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So there's also, I'm guessing a kind of a, a food and arts district or a golden mile or like an old downtown or something. So it's different where you're thinking about food, you have your cultural areas. So you have little pockets, like you have um, little Caribbean or um, Chinatown, you have areas. I mean, I think if you're looking for any type of ethnic food, there's an area where you could go get that in Brooklyn. Um, I think every little, and we have lots of neighborhoods in Brooklyn. So the main avenues or the main streets in those areas, it's um, tons of restaurants, um, a lot of mom and pop shops, uh, little clothing stores. We have a lot of 99 cent stores that are around. Uh, a lot of what we call bodegas. Bodegas is like your corner grocery store where you can go get your essentials. You know, from- We call them corner stores. <laughs> yeah, well, see, well, we, we call them bodegas. <laughs> Nice. I wonder where that word, what's the origin of that word? Is that what language, I wonder? Bodega, it's Spanish, and I, it's awful that I do not know what it means. Please don't kill me by Spanish people. But, it means um, quarter store. <laughs> maybe it's quarter store, but now they're starting to call them in the gentrified areas, gourmet delis. It's a bodega <laughs> with higher prices because you have some organic food, but we know you were a bodega. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like that. I like bodega. Like if I was coming also <laughs> from outside and wanted the local culture, which seems cooler than trying to rename the culture, I would want to just a nice bodega. <laughs> well, no, no, but the people coming outside, I think with gourmet, you know, you'd want to go to the gourmet deli. <laughs> yeah. Let's go oh, to the gourmet bodega. Uh, <laughs> lots of coffee shops. And um, there we have a lot of um, brewery. Um, microbrewing i think there's a microbrewing company here so a lot of these um breweries um brooklyn has a lot of like you know their home craft beers or craft beers so you have a lot of those little um restaurants and places around as well and then you mentioned uh medical there's hospitals so everybody has medical employment where they are um you've got the city offering all kinds of stuff you mentioned all kinds of things that are centered right in there are there any colleges you mentioned your son goes to the city you went to the city are there colleges in brooklyn yep there's brooklyn college there's long island university has a campus out here there's saint joseph's college there's medgar evers college yeah there are a lot of colleges in brooklyn Awesome. And then what else is there to do other than the food that we talked about a little bit? I'm guessing there's tons of food. Well, actually, before we start talking mm-hmm. about things other than food, what's your maybe shout out a favorite restaurant of yours that you like to hit up? So something I'll, ethnic too. hit me up with something ethnic. Well, yeah, because so outside of flan, my favorite food is Caribbean food. And my favorite restaurant is the Grill Brooklyn, which is in Park Slope on Fifth Avenue between Carroll and Garfield. And what's your favorite meal there? My favorite meal there is probably the oxtails. And they have this really good um, salt fish spring rolls. So if you want the salt fish spring roll, it's really good. So what's an oxtail? It's not actually an oxtail. Oh, oh, absolutely it is oxtails. <laughs> oxtails are, are little pieces of oxtails that's made into a stew. It's like a nice, oxtails is like, it's like one of the stable Caribbean dishes. I can't believe you haven't heard of oxtails or you've never had oxtails. So is it like, it's cut into like medallions? Isn't there bone in a tail? Isn't it like tough? I don't even understand. The meat is around. And then, you know, part of that is, you know, if it's like a, 
picture a beef stew. You know, you like to get into that bone and all the marrow that's in there helps, you know, make the stew better. So it's kind of like a, it's an oxtail stew. It's usually served with peas and rice with some plantains on the side. So. So how big is the tail? Like a thumb size or how big, how <laughs> thick around is it? Well, so you can get oxtail pieces that are this big. The bone is maybe this small and then the meat will go out around it. Huh. Okay. And then it comes to smaller pieces, but you know. I'm, I'm assuming they're giving the ox hormones like they're giving everything else right now. So maybe those tails are getting a little bigger. <laughs> right. And then there is something you discard. So if I take a, a, a piece the of the soup or the stew and I get it, the bone, you got to make sure you don't well, crunch down on it. If you're eating a good beef stew or a chicken stew with, with the bones parts of it, which we used to do, we don't throw away the bone. Yeah, you, you, you get rid of the bone after you get all the meat from around it. That's the fun nice. part. If you're a chicken wing, there's a chicken bone. What do you do with the bone? This is true, yeah. And it sounds like the bone's so small. There's no marrow. You're not like digging the marrow oh, no, out. There's marrow if you want to get to the marrow, but usually the marrow comes out into the stew. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what else other than food is there to do? Oh, so they have, um, it's a huge bar. Uh, and before COVID, you know, they would go sometimes until 2 a.m. on the weekends. So they have live music on Wednesdays. And if you're in there, try to rum punch. And shout out to my favorite bartender over there, Deborah and Courtney. <laughs> and then do they ever have like uh, like first Fridays or first Thursdays or like arts and tours or festivals or um, oh, the like pop-up festivals, I guess I would call them or anything like that? So the Brooklyn Museum used to have first Fridays. Um, what was it the no, first Saturdays? Where did it have a party? Uh, uh, certain DJs or whatever the theme was, but yeah, it used to be a huge event. Um, I don't think they're doing it anymore during COVID. Um, there's, like I said, at Prospect Park, you have um, the summer series where they have the band show. We have the Brooklyn Academy of Music, which is a center for all of the arts from film all the way to opera. Um, we actually have the Barclays Center, which is the home, excuse me, the home of the Brooklyn Nets. And that's also a music venue. And before you ask me, because I know I have it here for you, if I can get to where's my Barclays Center. Mr. Justin Bieber will be there from March 31st to April 1st. <laughs> oh, wow. You have watched a couple episodes. When? March. March 31st to April 1st. Two nights. There you go. So you don't even have to go into the city. You got it right there in Brooklyn. Yeah, and then Elton John's going to be there on March 2nd. So, And then Disney on Ice is there right now. So in between the Nets home games, you have a lot of other um, artists coming in. And Williamsburg has a lot of little, um, like these indie uh, music uh, music venues where you can find more of like, you know, your up and coming artists and maybe some rap artists and those sort of things. So Williamsburg, is, Williamsburg has become like a little cultural hub those sort of things outside of you want to go to peter luger's steakhouse that's also in williamsburg in brooklyn you don't have to go to manhattan for it do you ever have fireworks on like july 4th or labor day or any of that kind of stuff coney island coney island has fireworks um, all the time but most of us can probably we we go to um downtown brooklyn we go to dumbo and along the waterfront, we can see the fireworks um, that, that's in the East River. So Manhattan, the city usually has um, Fourth of July fireworks. It's either on the East River, which is on our side, or on the West Side Highway. But if it's on the East River, we can go by the water and, and we can see it. And actually, if you're further in on Brooklyn, which does go up, some people can see it if they're in a high rise from further in in Brooklyn. You can actually see the fireworks from a distance away. Okay. Can you charge more for a firework view? 
<laughs> I think you, well, we absolutely charge more for a city view. Totally. <laughs> and then, and what, tell everybody, go ahead. Now, even if you can see it, just, you know, you have to peep out the bathroom window and turn your head to this angle and you can see one of the buildings in Manhattan, you have a city view, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can put it in the description, in the remarks. Oh, it qualifies. I can see the city. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then for those that don't know and may have been living under a rock for the last, I don't know, how many, a hundred years maybe, what is uh, Coney, where is Coney Island and what is Coney Island? So Coney Island is a it's a beach. Also, it's a, a stretch of beach at the bottom of Brooklyn. So when you look at Brooklyn, the very bottom is Coney Island, and um, the the famous Nathan's hot dogs and the hot dog eating competition in the summer is in Coney Island. They have a Ferris wheel. They have um, it's called the Cyclone. Uh, well, no, the Cyclone is actually the um, roller coaster. They also have a Ferris wheel, and they redid the boardwalk a little while ago. People go there in the summer and they hang out. And then there's also a lot of um, music uh, stars that are in Coney Island, and there's also um, a music venue there as well. So there are concerts um, on Coney Island as well. There you go. Is that just a sculpture? That's just a sculpture. You can't go oh. up in that thing. Um, no, I think that works. You're probably looking at the older. The, the older one, but yeah, everything works. The Wonder Wheel, that looks like a staple, something that's been there forever and you have to go on. Is that is that the case? Yep, the Wonder Wheel. And then there's some newer rides and they, they have some like little rides and games and stuff. So it's it's a nice little board, our, our board work activity. Is Coney Island where, uh, did you ever see the movie Lost Boys? Uh, was Lost Boys filmed in Coney Island? It might have been. I it was some place like that. Filmed in New York and Moonstruck and some other movies. So we're a big movies, a lot of movies and a lot of shows are filmed. And uh, big Board, maybe. Oh, was it big Empire. on some? Boardwalk really? Empire was filmed in Coney Island. There's your boardwalk. Not in <laughs> Atlantic City. But, um, no, Boardwalk Empire was actually filmed in Brooklyn. That's cool. Nice. I think a lot of it was filmed on Sterner Studios. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then where do you, your go-to uh, driving vacation? Obviously, you've got, what, JFK. If you want to fly somewhere abroad, you can get anywhere pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but then if you are driving vacation, I mentioned before we got on that New Jersey, mm -hmm. I just heard, was the vacation capital of yeah. the world. And probably because <laughs> it's so close to so many people. Um, is that where you guys go, the Jersey Shore, or do you guys I, go somewhere well, else? If I am leaving, if I, my vacation is to a Caribbean beach. So that's for me. But there are a lot of people So you're using JFK to get out. Using JFK to get out. And there's also LaGuardia. And um, those are the two main airports in Brooklyn. Uh, a lot of people, they drive to the Jersey Shore in the summer. Um, of course, you'll be staying over if you're doing that. There's um, some places up in like the Poconos, upstate New York. There's like a Kalahari Resort where it's like a huge indoor water center. Uh, and, you, and in the winter, they do like ski activities indoors as well. And then you have those little cheesy couple things in the Poconos where you can get a room with a heart-shaped bed and a little champagne glass bath. And so... <laughs> Yeah, we know the Poconos here. We go to the Poconos a lot too. It's probably That's right. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's every time I go there, and I've been to that, the Cala, I've been to the resort Ooh. and the blah, 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 all those places. But a lot of the places up there, it's like a time capsule. It's still the same yeah. as it was in the 80s yeah. whenever it was like the boom. And, and then it kind of died a little bit, I think. And they never renovated anything. And, and now it's having a little bit of a resurgence. But I remember the last room I stayed then there was straight out of the 80s. They didn't change yeah. a thing. The, the phone bugs. with the dial was still there. <laughs> It was kind of awesome, actually. I, I liked it a actually, little no. bit. So I do drive out of the city, but I drive to the casinos. Like, there's a casino in Pennsylvania that I go to, and I forgot the name of it. But that was actually a little close to Atlantic City. <laughs> so I used to go to Atlantic City. And um, what is that? I forgot. Bethlehem. It's in Bethlehem, the casino. Okay. The yeah. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm sure Atlantic City could use your business, so hit up in Atlantic City if you want to go gambling. <laughs> they've, been, they've been hurting lately. Not I think. right now. But yeah, even though they give me free rooms, I'm not going right now. <laughs> yeah, you must be losing a lot. If they're handing out free rooms, you know you're you're spending enough money for that. Yeah, give her, <laughs> let her stay here for free for a night. Free booze, free steaks, you're good. <laughs> So let's tell everybody what they get for the money. Obviously, your market is vastly different than us here in central Pennsylvania and a lot of people all over the planet, really, because like you said, you are the capital of the planet, really, New York and the surrounding area. So let's compare it to here. Here we're starting at about, I'd say 300,000 would get you uh, a two-story, quarter-acre, maybe built in the 80s, 50s to 80s, um, probably a two-car garage, not all renovated and everything. Maybe um, if it is, you're fighting over it right now and spending an extra 20 on it or something. But mm. I would say around 300 a family could get into or a non-family, whoever it is, um, could get into uh, the kind of the starter American dream home. So first of all, what is the starter? Do you even have that kind of product there? And then what is kind of the entry level? And then we'll talk about the luxury after that. Uh, so if you're thinking about starter home, first home, you probably buy an apartment and you're probably starting with a studio apartment or a one bedroom apartment and you're either buying a co-op or a condo. Co-ops are cheaper, but you're buying into a cooperative. Technically, it's a company. You're buying shares where a condo, you're actually owning real property. If, you know, you're still owning real property, but the transaction is different. You have a deed. So, for instance, I just pulled this from our fourth quarter report. Studio co-ops are 325. Starting at 325, you get a studio co-op that's about 400, a little over 400 square feet. So that is what you can get for about 300,000 in Brooklyn. And if you're looking for a one bedroom, one bedroom co-op is about 450, then you have two bedrooms about 725. But condos are more expensive, so that same studio that you can get as a co-op for 325, you're getting for around 600 as a condo. And then the one bedrooms are closer to seven, two bedrooms, you're between nine something. You can find them a little lower. So the further closer you are to the city, the more expensive it is. The further out you go into Brooklyn, the least expensive it is. So my area is more Northwest Brooklyn. So that's basically our prices, but these averages was averages throughout Brooklyn. And then when you think about your single family homes, you're between like, if you're closer to the city, between a million to a million, 1.2. And then your multifamily is your like 1.4 and up, depending if it's uh, a two family, two to four families is technically like your multifamilies. But there are pockets here and there where you can find things like maybe you can find a two bedroom in the 300s co-ops. If you're going more towards Cody Allen, Sheepshead Bay area, you're going more south, more south in Brooklyn. So South Brooklyn is a little cheaper. 
North Brooklyn into Williamsburg is much more expensive. And then you have your Northwest Brooklyn, which is like Brooklyn Heights, Dumbo, coming back all the way into Prospect Park. That's, you know, more expensive coming into least expensive. And then when you say uh, single family, I'm picturing a brownstone townhouse. Is that what it is essentially, or is it something different? Okay, so our brownstones, brownstone Brooklyn, those were never single families. Those were built in the past. They were actually, no, they were single families in the past, and they probably cut them up into two to three or four families. And then On top of each other, stacked. Well, yeah, so you have one building going up. Each floor is an apartment, and then, or you call it a duplex. So if you're using two floors as one apartment, then that's a duplex apartment. So my building, for instance, it was a four-story. Was four. It was a four-family, four-story. So every floor was technically legally allowed to be its own apartment. You know, if you have your own kitchen, the kitchen and bathroom is an apartment. Uh, but we use it as a duplex, an owner's duplex that most people do. They'll use what we call the garden floor, meaning you walk back out into your garden. The parlor is the floor above the garden. So people will use their garden and their parlor as the owner's duplex, and then they'll rent out the two units above. Some people do the same, even if it's a two-family, you have your owner's duplex with one rental or a three-family, two rentals. Or um, the people who bought my building turned it back into a four family and they, you know, uh, but it, it's really tough doing like a 20 by 45 and that's 20 by 45 apartment into a two bedroom or one bedroom apartment. It's really small. So we have a lot of small bedrooms here. So what is a, what would a single family be then? So a single family, you'll find it. So, okay. If you're rich, you could take one of those two, three families, four story buildings that make it a single family and you're paying like one point something for it. Or technically a single family if you're further out in Brooklyn and we're talking about, you know, East Brooklyn, East, more East than the North or South. You're looking, it looks like a two, it looks like a two, it's a two story, two story brick, usually with like a brick to the front porch or we do some clapboard, some siding homes um, and that with a driveway. So usually that that's like a typical single family, but those are hard to find like in the more populated areas. But we do have one huh. section of the Midwood where you have like little, they look like little mini mansions that you would find anyplace else around the country. You know, they're your regular siding build, buildings with like um, lots of windows all around three or four stories with like your chimneys and stuff. And they're probably unlike at least a quarter acre of land. You have your driveway to drive back in. Those are, it's like a section in the middle of Brooklyn called Midwood with those large homes. Hmm. So no, most are not, you're not going to have a garage or do they have a garage like behind? Do you have alleys in there? Like in our cities, most, the bigger cities have the road and mm-hmm. the big house. And then if they have a garage, um, if it's still we standing, cause all those houses alleys. are old, no alleys. <laughs> no, we need to utilize that space. Somebody has an alley. What they have is a shared driveway. Like those houses that I spoke about, those one families, they have space in between the houses that are shared driveways. So behind your house, you can have a garage, but you, you drive, you share the driveway, they'll drive into your garage or you park in the driveway. Gotcha. Huh. And then do most people, are these aren't, I'm picturing dense roads and streets with big trees and everything's old. So it's all old. Are these, these McMansions or whatever you call them, they're still old. They're still 1900s, 1920 yes, built or something. Yeah. They're not yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything new anywhere? Oh, well, tons of new buildings. Oh, we have tons of new construction. I mean, if you look at the skyline, I think, what are we going to have? One of the tallest buildings in the close to the city coming up in Brooklyn. Um, And I think they tried to lower the spire to not make it as tall as um, the um, 
I want to call it the world trade, but it's not. But yeah, we have a building going up right now. City Point is pretty high. So we have a lot of new development around um, downtown Brooklyn in Bed-Stuy. Uh, Bed-Stuy, they're building a lot of new buildings um, down into Homecrest, like Midwood. So there are a lot of new buildings around Port Avenue and Park Slope. Um, they changed the ordinance there a long time ago where technically you only stick to four stories in certain areas and um, they changed the residential requirements uh, to allow the buildings just on 4th Avenue to go up to, I believe they're up to like 11 stories now. But So we had a bunch of new buildings pop up on 4th Avenue. Huh. And then would the, if you're a luxury market person there, which have to be pretty high to get into what you would consider as luxury here, you probably your luxury market, you couldn't even get a property here for that. You could get like 10 properties. Um, so is the luxury market or the higher price things, do those end up now being the penthouses in these uh, new high rises? Or is that the highest priced real yes. estate around there? Yeah. And you can get um, penthouses even closer to Dumbo, like six million, six, seven million, some of them. Or maybe a, a three-bedroom, maybe a four-bedroom penthouse, I think. And, and the average size of the uh, two bedrooms in some of these newer buildings are close to $2 million. And is it some of it spillover from the city? People that may want to be in the city or like to be in the city, but they can't afford it or you just can't find something or whatever the case may be, and now it's kind of spreading mm -hmm. out? I think it started that way. I think it started that people were finding it cheaper in Brooklyn, but you have people who've moved to Brooklyn and it's a different feel. So Brooklyn is a total, it's an absolute different feel from Manhattan. So people who moved to, moved to Brooklyn, um, they just don't want to move back. They, they like, I mean, it's very culturally diverse. I mean, it's a little more spread out than Manhattan. You have lots of green areas, especially if you're down by the Brooklyn waterfront right now. I mean, there's a soccer field, there's a, a putting green, you know, um, I think it's more than a putting green, like a hitting range there. Uh, they really built it up with lots of trees. There's I can tell you golf because you know exactly what everything's called. <laughs> I, oh, yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I use my nine iron and you know I'll get out there. <laughs> There's a carousel on the Brooklyn waterfront. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to ask you. We are running a little bit long, but I do want to ask you um, when we were talking about things to do, and you mentioned beaches. So do people like surf and snorkel and scuba and fish and all the normal stuff that you would think about at a beach place? I think our waters, um, well, if you go out to like um, Jones Beach in Long Island, I think that's rough. Uh, that's a very rough water so people can surf there. Um, I think people just sunbathe like at the beaches around here in Brooklyn. People, people fish in the East River, <laughs> so people are fishing. Ill-advised <laughs> fishing? Huh? Ill-advised <laughs> fishing? Maybe Fun yeah. to fish, maybe just don't eat it. Exactly. Fun to <laughs> yeah. fish, just don't eat. There's a pond in Prospect Park, but I don't see fishing in there. I think if you fish, you have to probably catch and return. Yeah, that sounds about right, because it's a, <laughs> it's a fixed body of water. All the fish would be gone if everybody fished and... Kept and we them. have ducks there who probably will, you know, ducks, <laughs> a few geese, nice. swans, swans, no geese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, swans can be, so the geese bring lots of poop, but the swans are mean and will fight you and chase you and bite you, which is I've only a seen one or two, mostly ducks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The swans are, watch out for swans. If they <laughs> act like don't come over here, don't. Go over there. <laughs> uh, anything else to say about the the market? Or uh, it's it's January of 2022 right now. Are you starving for inventory like everywhere else? Absolutely, 
absolutely we're starting for inventory um i'm just letting my buyers know hey we're only in the third week of january things are coming out but you know there are deals to be had right now because if something has been on the market let's make an offer and if you're you know you're waiting you haven't find the perfect thing yet then we could keep looking but you know review your list look back at the things that you saw and I'm having people right now just make a list of what you liked and what you didn't like so we know when that thing comes on the market that we can jump on it. Like, let's not be still in the looking phase when inventory comes in. Let's know exactly what we want because once new inventory comes in, so are new buyers. And that's and I think that's what we, what's what we went into last year. We had low inventory, and then as soon as inventory came in, I mean, we had people who were paying, I mean, people were paying more on rentals. People were bidding more on rentals to get a rental apartment right after we came out of a slump. So you can imagine how much I, I had a client who bid, she'd be like 35,000 over on the apartment and lost it because we were the lowest bid. We were the lowest. Hmm. Do people ever kind of create their own co-op? Like, so you're saying a lot of the properties are already split up into apartment style living and maybe it's still one deed one tax parcel whatever do people ever say hey me and my friend we're gonna our two families are gonna get together they'll take the bottom to the guard what'd you call it the garden and the parlor and then the <laughs> penthouse and the whatever you call the well, other you, floors you do i think most of the people who own brownstones or townhouses you're you're creating a condo as opposed to a co-op you can sell it for more money it's independently you know you get you can run it together in a small board uh, but it, before families, there are a lot of four families now. You you have condos in the Park Slope area. There are a lot of condos for those markets, and then they can they create the smaller buildings, create co-ops. Yeah, but most you would do a con, you would do a condo, and you would probably try to utilize it and do like uh, for us like a four family. You do the duplex because you get more money, and then the two apartments. Gotcha. And then are people, are there like in the high rises, obviously that's a higher price point probably, but in these new big buildings going up, are there other units available? Or are there waiting lists on those kind of things or what's the deal that? No, I mean, a lot of the new constructions, I mean, until they get their final certificate, they get on the market before they get their final certificate, certificate of occupancy, their CFO. Uh, so a lot of people, you could go into contracts and wait two or three months before you can close and actually move in. Uh, so depending on where you are, so bed have a lot, they have a lot of those, like, you know, smaller buildings, like you just said, where they've literally taken the townhouse, converted it into condos, and now they're selling each unit for 600, the penthouse is probably seven or 800,000. Maybe you get um, one apartment for four ninety nine for a very small apartment, five ninety five, depending. And that's in bed -Stuy. The newer building is going up in downtown Brooklyn. Now that's where you're seeing like, you know, a million dollars for a two million up for a two bedroom, slightly under a million for a one bedroom. Huh. Oh, here's, and then I do want to move on because I got to ask you what you want to be other than a realtor. But um, <laughs> so HOAs in something like, uh, well, let's do it. Let's do it in that four unit. What's the HOA? What kind of fees are you paying or towards what? any kind of HOA thing? And then in a high rise, what's mm -hmm. a fee that you might expect? So um, if you're if you're converting into a condo, your HOA, the, so we have common charges and we have taxes. If you're doing any sort of renovation, your taxes are going up. Average taxes right now is about six thousand a year, five to six thousand on a four family. Uh, if you it'll probably go up to maybe eight or something. So of course you divide the taxes out equally. 
basis square footage within the four units. Uh, and your your common charges, if you're doing it yourself, you're self-manager, hiring someone to do the snow to take out the garbage, you're probably like $200 a month or something. Your high-rise building now, what the city's doing based on your amenities. So if you put in a gym and you have a roof deck and those sorts of things, I've seen taxes in some of these new buildings now that are 600, 700, 800, just on the taxes and then the common charges, if they're hiring a company to manage it, you're about four or 500. So I've seen in total common charges go above a thousand dollars. Like sometimes you're 1300, 1200. All right. Well, I was actually expecting worse. So it's not too bad. I don't think Cause we even have a couple million. communities. On the six, seven million, your common charge of your taxes is about five thousand a month or more. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're rolling like that, you should be all right to be able to handle that, I think, maybe. So what so to make a bunch of millions of dollars so you could buy one of these penthouses in these new things, what other profession would you be? What else would you do other than real estate? So when I was in corporate America, I said I'd like to be a lady who lunches. <laughs> And then I was a lady who lunches when I left. Um, but so I would like to be a lady who lunches with millions of dollars that I used to invest in properties and, you know, do like do the old community service, you know, be on this board or that board. So, yes. But, you know, but there's there's a lovely um, there's a reel that goes. Um, I, I do not I do not dream about work, darling. I do not aspire to work. So that's where I am. I do not aspire to it. <laughs> nice. There you go. I like that. I haven't had that one. So it's definitely unique. And what uh, if you're a, a lady that lunches, usually they have some kind of gaudy hats or they have a different hat every day. They're definitely <laughs> all to the nines all the time. But so do you have a collection of hats that you would break out? No, we will be wearing no hats. Okay. <laughs> I will use my crown, my natural crown. <laughs> you got some pretty good hair there. That's a nice head of hair. Jet black. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. So let's tell everybody where they can find you if they want to reach out to you. Say your number, your email, and your website aloud. And I forgot to uncapitalize that M and triplemint.com, but that's all right. So say it all aloud so anybody that might be listening rather than watching later can get your information. Absolutely. So it's Marcia. My name is Marcia Dufresne. So it's marcia.dufresne at triplemint.com. You can find me by my name on either IG or Twitter or TikTok. And then on um, Facebook, my professional page is Marcia R Dufresne RE. But I was, I was, I was able to like get my name everywhere. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Name. Oh, well, it's probably not too uh, common, which is good when it comes to getting websites and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'll have uh, all your Facebooks and socials and Instagrams and YouTubes and whatever uh, Marcia has will be in the description above or below or wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, be sure to contact me if you're buying or selling a home here in central Pennsylvania or anywhere on the planet. I connect you. I can connect you to our vast network of realtors across the country, just like Marcia in Brooklyn, New York. And if you want to go somewhere else in uh, New York, because I know it's kind of a small area, but there are pockets of different kind of markets there. I'm sure Marcia has somebody there. If you need anybody, reach out to me, call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. I want to hear from you, whether you're moving here in central Pennsylvania, in or out of the area or anywhere on the planet. Like I said, um, thanks again for watching and listening, everybody. And a reminder, I'm adding this like I did at the top of the show. Hit the subscribe button and tap the little bell if you're watching on Instagram so you can get notified every time we come out with new episodes about what it's like to move to different places across our beautiful planet. Uh, thanks again. And uh, say goodbye, Marcia. Adios. <laughs> See everybody.